0: Welcome to On Call with Dr. Anselm Anyoha. In this podcast, learn about the social, emotional, and physical health of children and their journey from birth through preschool and beyond. Find compassionate answers to issues parents and children face and that pediatricians encounter every day. Discussions in this podcast are not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. Parents and caregivers Talk with your children's pediatricians or doctors about topics and perspectives presented here. You are on call with Dr. Anslam Anyoha. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, Dr. Anyoha will be talking about what happens when your child or newborn or young child has a fever. We'll also talk about some of the illnesses that cause fevers in children and what parents can do when their child has a fever. Hello, Dr. Anyoha. Welcome to today's episode. Let's start with the first question: What is a fever, and what do parents really need to know when their child comes down with one?
1: Thank you for that question. Before we talk about what is our fever, let's talk about what is our normal temperature. A normal temperature in children. It's usually from 36 or 37 Celsius to about 38 degrees Celsius, which translates to about 98.6 to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So this is a normal temperature range. Of course, this varies from age of the patient to activity level to the time of the day that the temperature is taken. Uh, fever was anything more than 100 degrees Fahrenheit or any temperature more than 38 degrees centigrade. Parents usually don't routinely take the uh, kids' temperature every day. Something prompts parents to take a baby's temperature or a child's temperature. Usually when they notice that the child is not feeling well, when they notice that John is not as, as playful as he used to be, or he's not eating, he's keeping quiet. Those are some of the things that prompt parents to take a baby's temperature or a child's temperature.
0: What do you recommend for different kinds of thermometers from your experience?
1: Whatever a parent feels comfortable using, The one that scans the forehead is a digital. You just press a button and it reads the forehead. You can scan the ear canal. Read the temperature. You can put thermometer under the armpit. You can do oral temperature when a child is cooperative. And of course, the rectal temperature for newborns and kids who are very sick. In the hands of parents who are very skillful and who want to go that route. What I tell parents is whatever you feel comfortable doing is very important. Is better than using the palm of your hand to measure the temperature. Whenever parents take a temperature, they should record it because that is if you're giving a feedback to a clinician and the clinician will say, you took the baby's temperature. You said, yes. Say, what was the reading? If you don't write it down, you forget. So write it down and write how the temperature is progressing.
0: A parent believes that their child or newborn is experiencing a fever, how often should they measure for that and how long should they allow it to continue before they seek out assistance?
1: If a parent records a fever and if a baby or a child has temperature more than 38 or 100.4 Fahrenheit and the parent decides to give them acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, or they have uh, Motrin or ibuprofen to reduce the fever, they should remeasure the temperature within one hour. One hour is enough time for the medicine to work through a system for the fever to go down. So I would expect the parents to remeasure the temperature in one hour to see what's going on.
0: So I've heard that temperatures go up at night. Is this a myth or is this true? Can we expect (laughs) the temperature to rise overnight?
1: Generally, temperature tend to rise more during the evening and night. Temperature taken in the evening is actually higher than that taken in the morning. So if a child has fever, there might be a tendency for that temperature to be exaggerated during night. When the offices are closed.
0: When the doctors are not available, right? Exactly. So the parents have to get up the next morning and then they have to make the call.
1: If they don't have any fever-reducing medicine at home.
0: When you're talking about fever-reducing medicine, It sounds to me like they have to consult with their pediatrician about what is safe at what age for each child, is that right?
1: Well, the most important thing generally is to make sure you're giving your child the right dose of fever-reducing medicine. Generally speaking, there is always a dose by age and they should check the bottle, read the labels to make sure they're giving the right dose. When you're managing a newborn, a baby with fever, is a critical situation. Usually newborns with fever are treated very aggressively because the newborn could easily have an overwhelming infection that can spread through the entire system. So a newborn with fever is probably from transmission of infection from mother to baby during pregnancy or during birth. Any newborn with fever is a critical situation and parents should not be managing them at home. In fact, babies who are below the age of 28 days with fever should not be managed at home. They belong in the hospital, and they should call their doctors immediately, pediatricians, who would uh, route the baby to the hospital, to the emergency room for workup and proper investigation of what is causing the fever. Because remember, fever is just... Uh, a symptom of some underlying illness. It doesn't tell you what's going on. You just have to find out what's going on that's causing that fever. And for a newborn, that's critical.
0: So let's say for parents, it's beyond the 28 days and the child hasn't been ill, but then a child or baby might develop a fever. Could you tell us how a fever is produced in the body and some of the reasons that this could happen?
1: The fever is produced because the infection triggers an immune reaction. The body immune system comes to defend the body against that infection. So instead of normal body temperature being 98.6, the hypothalamus has set this temperature bar higher, the body will work and work and try to match that new temperature. And that's how fever comes out. It's very uncertain what is the purpose of that increase in temperature, why the body generate more heat. There's a reasoning out there that the high temperature could actually slow down bacteria and some of the infection, but I don't think it's clear cut. There's a lot of controversies over the real purpose, if the fever has a net benefit, because obviously, the fever bothers the parent, bothers the kids, but the net effect of fever hasn't been well worked out.
0: Parents worry when a fever gets too high. And... There are probably different thresholds depending upon the age of the baby or the child. What is the, what's a low-grade fever? What's a fever to be concerned about? And when do parents need to be concerned? Is it one day, two days? Can you tell us?
1: Sure. In my clinical judgment, I think the level of the fever is important. But what is more important is how long the fever has been going on. Some kids have the tendency of high temperature. Whenever they're sick, their temperature goes up very fast. And others with the same infection don't have such elevation of temperature. But as a clinician, what is important, is the fever going up or is it going down? Because going down means that whatever infection or condition is triggering the fever is subsiding. So that's the good news. But the fever that is unrelenting, that is steady and going up, whatever is causing the infection is not letting go. The duration and how long it lasts is very important. Also, what is important is the age of the baby, if the child has any underlying conditions, and so forth. <laughs> I'll be happier when a fever goes down when a child is taking acetaminophen or ibuprofen. Compare that to a fever that does not go down at all, despite normal dose of Tylenol or ibuprofen. So that's one. Also, I'll be concerned if a fever is lasting more than two days, three days, what else can it be other than a normal, ordinary infection? It could be something even more than a virus is cold and cough.
0: You mentioned viruses. What is the course of a typical virus for a baby or a young child?
1: Number one, it depends on if it's a cold season, like winter period, and everybody has a flu, and a child comes with fever, running nose, cough, it's most likely a flu. So that doesn't last long. It lasts about two three days. RSV is more harsh on the babies and kids, depending on their age. It could last longer. COVID, as you know, could last longer, depending on the child. And their body's capacity to resist infection. So oh, those are respiratory viruses. There are plenty of viruses out there which can cause fever.
0: So at what point does a parent say, okay, I need to see a pediatrician. I need to go to urgent care. They probably have a sense if their kid is very sick or the fever is lasting more than a day or two. Is that when you recommend a parent call, get advice and have the child seen?
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's start from the beginning. Any baby less than a month, 28 days who has a fever, that is enough to activate the pediatrician or take the baby to the urgent care because those babies can be overwhelmed easily with the infection. They don't have much capacity to resist. Now, when you get into a three-month-old baby who's behaving well, just a fever, baby's eating, playful, interacting with you, you could give a Tylenol once. and In one hour, see the fever is going down. If it's not going down, you can give another one. But within the 24-hour period, if your fever is not going down, you have to activate the practitioner. Whenever a parent has concern, because the parent is the person who's looking at the child, seeing how interactive the child is, if there's any concern, the parent has the right to activate right away.
0: So what do they do if it's after hours, weekends, or the middle of the night? Do you recommend urgent care in these cases, or what is your advice to parents who are looking for help after hours?
1: Very good question. If the child is age appropriate, let's say a two-year-old who has fever, and the parent gives the child 7.5 ml of acetaminophen or ibuprofen, and the fever goes away, the parent can just watch the baby through the night until the next day. But if the fever is not going down is always a good thing to get the kid to a doctor or to a practitioner or to a clinic or urgent care or emergency room. We haven't even talked about fever with some other symptoms. We're just talking about fever, but fever doesn't usually go alone.
0: So, what so- are some of the other symptoms <laughs> that parents can expect? Most of the time, it's not a fever by itself. What do parents in your practice mostly encounter? Usually
1: parents encounter fever plus coughing, fever plus runny nose. That's very common. Fever and my child is vomiting. That's very common. Fever, vomiting, diarrhea. So those are common things. It becomes more complicated when a child is having a fever and they're vomiting because they can't take the medicine by mouth. So if you give them the medicine, they throw that out. That parent has to activate, go to ER right away and get some help.
0: If they are giving some kind of Tylenol or medicine and it seems to be helping, are there other things they can do, like a cool towel, or is there anything they can apply that can help alleviate the fever?
1: Parents can try to sponge the baby, it could help immediately bringing the temperature down, but... In two hours, the fever is going to go up again. But I don't have any problem with asking parents to try that. In addition to the medicine, in my experience, parents who do tepi sponging will hold their babies in their arms. So they're holding them, they're putting compressors on their foreheads and chest. It, it gives the baby comfort, but it does not replace the need for
0: medicine. Sometimes people talk about this time when the fever breaks. Is that a medical thing that really happens?
1: Yes. A kid who has fever for 2 days, 3 days and suddenly he wakes up in the morning, there's no fever. Is a good sign if you consider that whatever is triggering that fever has slowed down or has abated or gone away. So it's a good thing that is when if the child is in a hospital that's when they Tell the parents this is the time to start preparing to go home. So it's a good thing.
0: We didn't mention about parents who are taking their children on trips and they're traveling. Sometimes kids get sick if they're traveling or if they're at camp. Is there anything they should know that's different when they're traveling to a different place?
1: I think if you have a young child or young children, toddlers, preschool, children of preschool age, in fact, teenagers, you should take a long Tylenol, more trained whatever you can, fever-reducing medicines, because I never can tell when a child will have fever. It could be in the middle of the night. It could be in the middle of a vacation. So parents should pack Tylenol, ibuprofen, for, to reduce the fever, along with the thermometers to take the temperature. Stay away from medication that has fever-reducing medicine and cough medicine combined in one bottle, because that is going to be confusing. For example, if the fever stops and baby is still coughing, the medicine contains both fever-reducing medicine and cough medicine, it's better to separate them. You have a fever-reducing medicine on one side and cough-reducing medicine on the other side, and stay away from both of them combined.
0: Do you have any examples of children or young children that parents have brought to your practice of how you typically would manage a fever?
1: That's what pediatricians do. We've been doing this since almost 30 years. Um, We try to do to try to figure out what is causing this fever, right? They spend time collecting information from mom or dad or grandma, how long the fever has been going on, what have they done so far at home. What medicines have they given? And what are the symptoms? Like, is the baby coughing? Is the baby irritable? Is eating, vomiting, diarrhea? We'll go through all that. And after going through that information, I'll try to see if I can figure out, number one, if the child still has fever. I may take my own temperature. And, of course, ear and throat is a very common source of infection in babies. Ear infection throat infections, and so I'm looking at those. I'm looking at the skin. Skin is a storyboard for childhood diseases. Sometimes the diagnosis is going to be on the skin. If you look on the skin, you can see rashes. You can diagnose what we call roseola that comes very often in kids. You can see what we call hand, foot, and mouth disease. So the skin is a storyboard for a lot of childhood diseases. So I'm trying to figure out this fever, where is it coming from? So after examining the baby, I will tell the parent, I think this kid has an ear infection. This is my antibiotics for that. I think this kid has Ola or Kaksaki or hand, foot, and mouth disease. This is the medication. This is my treatment for that. This is what I suggest you do. Viruses don't have any antibiotics. It's just to make sure the kid is well hydrated and the viruses will run its course and everybody's happy.
0: Are there any situations that could be complications from a fever or can they sometimes run into other infections? Parents might be wondering what some of the consequence mm-hmm. might be if it doesn't resolve right away.
1: The fever is much is more because of the underlying reasons why the child has fever. For example, if a child has a fever due to ear infection, if a repeated ear infection might also cause damage to the hearing apparatus and the kid can have hearing loss. If a child has a COVID that affects the lungs, It causes fever and it also damages lungs. Of the case has strep throat. So it's not the fever itself, but it's the underlying disease that's propagating the fever that is worrisome. But fever by itself does not cause any long-term damage or disease.
0: So are there things that parents get wrong about fevers that they think this might be the way to to treat this or think about this that you've experienced in your practice?
1: What parents get wrong is number one, to keep their children home for a long time, managing fever on their own. If you try to manage a fever for a day or two and the fever is not going away, you should activate your doctor right away. Babies should be treated specially very special and activate the medical practitioners right away. And of course, we've already talked about giving a product that combines fever-reducing medicine and cough suppressant or expectorant. You don't want that. You want separate ones. And of course, stay away from, I've seen parents give their babies aspirin or children aspirin, stay away from that because that could lead to some other consequences. Most important is make sure you're giving the right dose. The right dose, I think that's a very common mistake parents do. And of course, also find medicines that work for your baby. Some parents think Tylenol works for them. Others think Motrin works and they will tell you upfront, this one doesn't work. This one works. So learn what works for your baby. And, but most importantly, making sure your child is communicating. And and doing the things they like to do is very important. A child who's not communicating, who's lethargic, should not be home getting fever-reducing medicine.
0: And it seems obvious, but if a child has a fever, they shouldn't be going to school.
1: Uh those nurses will send them home. (laughs) Believe me. (laughs) They're good at that.
0: Do you have any last thoughts you want to share with parents that are concerned about fevers or anything that we didn't cover yet that you think would be good for parents to know? I think
1: hydration, giving enough fluids, is very important for parents to do. The fluids helps with the fever too, reduces the fever as well. Get a thermometer, the one that works, and know how to read and record the temperature. And if the fever continues if it worries you that a child has a fever, please activate the doctor right away. Don't wait a minute longer.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode. To answer questions you may have in a future podcast, write to Dr. Anoha on his website at modernerapediatrics.com Listen to On Call with Dr. Anoha wherever you find your podcast.